Alright, here we go, another edition of the Inside Fitness Podcast. Today we have a special edition out in British Columbia. We're, we're in Port Coquitlam, where are we exactly? We're in Port Coquitlam, just a few minutes east of beautiful downtown Vancouver. Today's guest is Big Jim McMahon from Fit Foods. Hi everybody. How's it going, Jim? It's going really well. Thanks for coming out here. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been uh, in the works for a little while. <laughs> More than a little while, I think. This has been, yeah, it's a little while. Yeah, we, we just met, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Jim and I go way back. We go back probably 20 years, close to that, because I used to work at Muscle Mag, and back at that time. So, let's, let's start off the podcast sure. with who you are and where you come from. Oh, Where'd boy. you come from, Jim? Uh, first of all, everybody might want to grab a pillow for this one. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the, the best place to start is uh, how I kind of got into all of this. Um, and like a lot of us, I was in my teenage years and I just started lifting weights. It's as simple as I can put it. Yeah. I uh, went to university, uh, thought I'd get into kinesiology and things like that. I was yeah. always into not just weightlifting and bodybuilding and things like that. Yeah. I was working with other athletes as well. Uh, turned out I wasn't a very good student, um, and then I ended up injuring my uh, my shoulder uh, back when I was 23, getting ready to try to make uh, the World Powerlifting Championships. Uh, didn't make it, suffered a real bad injury, and that's how I got into nutrition and sports nutrition. Yeah, and then from there, somehow I got into the industry. Uh, I also owned my own shop at one time. Oh really? Yeah. So I was a consumer first because I had to rehab the shoulder. Yeah. Didn't quite work out. So uh, my collection of third place trophies is as far as I got. Yeah. And um, so as a consumer first, and then a store owner, store manager for another group. And then I got into the wholesale and the manufacturing side of the industry as well. Well, there's a lot here. There's a lot there, of there's, things. There's a, there's a lot, lot going on. Here. So let's start off. What was like one of the first supplement brands that you ever bought or you ever tried? Okay. Uh, I don't think these brands even exist anymore because we're going back a long time. Yeah. We're, we're going back to when whey protein wasn't even around. Yeah. Creatine wasn't even around yet. Um, the big thing for me that the first thing I tried was good old fashioned arginine. Really? Way back. I'm talking what like this? 90, uh, no, I'm talking uh, probably 84, 85. Really? Yeah. So that was back when uh, there was a big book called Life Extension that came out. Uh, and the writers were Dirk Pearson and Sandy Shaw. Never forget those two names. Yeah. And they went on and on about taking like five grams or 10 grams of arginine a night. Yeah. Was really good for sports performance and growth hormone. Uh -huh. So uh, this lo lovely forehead, everybody, came from taking about 20 or 30 grams a night of uh, arginine and, yeah. and ornithine and tryptophan. Wow. In fact, there was a pharmacy, because you couldn't get this stuff in the health food stores back then. Yeah. There's a, there's a pretty famous pharmacy in downtown Vancouver called Cripps uh -huh. Pharmacies, Cripps with a K. Yeah. And you ask you ask everybody, you ask uh, old guys like Franco Cavallari uh, and Brian Joseph, guys who were bodybuilding big stars back then as well. Yeah. Um, we all went down to Cripps Pharmacy to get our one kilo oh, in a bag. We used to pay like $150, $180 for Holy one kilo smokes. of arginine. But hey. So it was working. So how did you get into opening the store? Like, how did you get into retail? And what year are we talking? Um, this was after our, uh, after I was asked to leave university. <laughs> <laughs> they kindly said you need to go. Yeah, Mr. McMahon, we're looking at your grades. 
you might want to try something else. <laughs> so uh, I just kind of, I, I, I organically just fell into it. I don't know how else to describe it. Really? I didn't know that I had um, this entrepreneurial kick and yeah. I didn't have a job at the time. Um, and I, I had worked in one of the gyms in East Vancouver. Yeah. $4 an hour, $4 an hour I was making. I loved it. And I was driving from the suburbs in you know, the mighty Vancouver hub. Yeah. And for $4 an hour, my 77 beat up VW rabbit. Yeah. And uh, as you can tell by the look on my face, that was that best job of my life. I loved that job. Huh. Downstairs in a dungeon of a gym and it stunk. And the showers barely work. How old were you around? I was 19. 19, wow. I love that. It's crazy. It's crazy how things change and evolve. And people have to put things in perspective too. Because nowadays, supplements are very popular. Yeah. Everyone's taking protein, all that. I mean, when I was younger, taking like amino acids, the horse pills. I remember my dad thought I was taking steroids or something. You know, it was, it was My crazy. dad too. Right? Yeah, like yeah. back in that time frame, it's way different than it is now. Right? So anyone yeah. who's listening and who's probably under the age of, I don't know, say 35, them youngins. Yeah, them youngins. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so here we are now. Uh, how did you start or, or so PVL? So you went from the store, mm -hmm. and then how did PVL start? How did it evolve? There was a stop along the way. Okay. Okay. So one of the brands that doesn't truly exist anymore is called NHF. Yeah. And uh, that was probably one of my first industry jobs. I remember, was it uh, Donovan Bailey or something? Donovan Bailey. They, they yeah, in fact, yeah, in 1997, I got to prevent Donovan Bailey and the rest of the sprint team. Yeah. Because uh, the Canadian track and field championships were literally in my backyard in, in Abbotsford, BC. Okay. And uh, my neighbor was the organizer for the event. Yeah. And he knew I was just starting PVL. So I got to sponsor the men's 100 meter race and I'm no. giving the Olympic champions uh, their gold medals. No way. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So what did you do at NHF? Um, the owner then, uh, we kind of knew each other from the gym, and he, and he said, uh, hey, Jim, uh, come on over. I know you can you know, sell the stuff. And uh, I just became a road warrior. So you, you befriended the guy, you kind of got out there. Did you know much about the product? Did you have to learn a lot? Like, well, again, this was, this was before whey protein and before creatine even. So we're, we're going back to when egg white protein powder that mixed like crap was yeah. the top end seller. We're, this is back when milk and egg protein was yeah. the big thing. Aminos I, were just coming in. I can only imagine, like, I started in the late 90s. I remember trying one of the creatine products from one of your competitors and it was, the smell of it was just horrible. Like in the taste, I mean, it was, it was not good. Like so many things have changed. And you know what Terry, the, the one thing I've got to point out to everybody, and this is a really big point for all of us to know and, and respect too I think yeah. is that when you're dealing with a, any supplement uh, it's kind of like dealing with any kind of good food as well you want to know where it comes from yeah so like when I go to buy my chicken or my or my red meat I want to know where it's coming from I'm not super crazy about it but I want some idea so going back to your thing about the creatine. Yeah. So when creatine monohydrate was first coming out, oh my lord, you could get it from about seven different manufacturers. Yeah. And yeah, some of them had that smell, some of them had that different color, some of them had a different mesh size, some of them had a different uh, solubility, and there's two or three different ways those guys could all make the ingredient too. Mm -hmm. So a lot of consumers don't know all that difference, and it's important to just didn't know that those differences do exist. So we kind of 
fluked out a little bit. We were buying SKW material. Yeah. Uh, and SKW, for those of you who don't know, is the big German brand. Yeah. And um, in 1998, that was the big thing. And if you had the German uh, creatine back then, that was probably one of the best ones. So what was the first product that, uh, okay, let's fast forward a little bit, from NHF and then PVL. So what is, uh, or was it, what was the company name It was to PVL to start. And what does PVL stand for, too? Are you going to tell, are no. you going to tell, are you going to get the truth Listen, out of you now? What's PVL stand for? All of you who are on, on younger than 35 don't have any idea what he's joking about. <laughs> There's a there was a long-standing joke a rumor yeah. yes the, a rumor a, a rumor of what yeah. PVL stood for and we don't talk about that rumor yeah. anymore yeah. so it stands for pure vital labs all right that's let's keep it there the company so what year did you start uh, PVL uh, that would have been September of 1996 and so that day when you when you I guess you incorporated you started the business yeah. What was what was going through your head as far as like you want to rule the fucking world? Like what was what was your ambition at that point? The the as simple as I could put it, the ambition was very pure. I I, I loved again, I'm a consumer first of these products. Yeah. Okay. So the quality to me is, is very important. Mm -hmm. And having been on the inside of some of the supplement companies before then, and yeah. also being a retailer, I got curious. And some of the some of the ingredients uh, by some of the other brands uh, were a little suspect at times. So all I wanted to do was be there for people like me, be there for the stores that I already knew. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what I was doing at the time as far as, oh, this big corporate strategy or anything. Yeah. Uh, today we call it win-win-win, meaning the consumer's got to get a win from using our products. Yeah. Uh, the retailers and distributors, you know, the go-betweens, have got to get a win as well. Mm -hmm. And then the brand us we got to get you know a fair win as well so it's a team effort yeah. so I want to supply good things for the consumers retailers distributors and ourselves and that's sustainability and that's yeah. and that's where our experience kicks in uh, it's not that we're old it's more that we're experienced right we've learned so much that mo many other people just they they don't take them 30 years to learn what we've already learned yeah, yeah. so we're able to move pretty fast because we've had to pivot a lot well, the last there's twenty some odd years. I mean, it's always I always say it's always calling that audible. You know what I mean? Oh, In business, Lord. you have this plan. You know, like I wanted to run a fitness magazine and, and take over Canada and all that. And then along the way, there's always going to be. I always call it like the audible. There's always going to be changes yeah. and all that. So in the early days of PVL, you started up the company. I mean, <clears throat> four products. How like so from the money point of view? Because a lot of people were going to want to like, how did you start? Like, how does someone end up in this big, beautiful office with all these trophies? Well, first stuff? of all, you yeah. need five million dollars. <laughs> you know, uh, no, like, like, how do you get the money? Like, how does this all start to materialize? I benefited from a great time, yeah, the, a time of opportunity where uh, a couple of the brands that were already in existence were kind of falling off a little bit. Yeah. And this is when EAS was just ramping up, and yeah. you know, some of the people don't even know who EAS yes, is. Yeah. EAS was a big brand in the it's 90s. One of the biggest brands back, yeah. well, back at that time. You had Metrics, EAS, yeah. Designer Protein, Desire was Ultimate really Orange. Yeah, Ultimate Orange was like the original yeah. pre-workout, right? So that was a pretty interesting time. So there was this convergence of some of the, the, the older brands than those ones. Yeah. You know, all the milk and eggers will say. <laughs> uh, they started to go down, yeah. and these other ones were coming up, and there was this great mystery. There was a void of, of clarity and information going out to consumers and retailers. Mm -hmm. And 
I was fortunate enough to, to understand a lot of the ingredients, some of the science, uh, despite, despite my grades at university. Yeah. Um, but I could demystify a lot of it yeah. for consumers and stores. And I could make clarity out of all these different ingredients. Well, what does this do and what does that do? Like you asked some of the retailers from 20 years ago on the West Coast, I actually had, literally, we called it the cheat sheet. And it was uh, kind of like the, the Bill Phillips uh, supplement guide, yeah. um, which his thing was that big, uh, his guidebook. I had this little cheat sheet for the stores around here so they could understand when to take your whey protein and why would you take it. Same thing with creatine and, and everything else that was coming out of the time. You strike me as a very hands-on business owner. You think? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so you were- I mean, It's a blessing it's a, and a curse. And a curse, yes, yes, yeah. So, um, when you started PV, what was the first pro the first big product, or what was the one that you're like, shit, like this is this is going to be a game changer or a big one? I don't remember it as a product. I remember it as a as a, a time because um, uh -huh. I'll, I'll go back to your previous question. Yeah. And uh, how I got started was pretty simple. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. be fast here. It was like I had thirty yeah. I had thirty grand in the back pocket. Yep. Okay. Thirty grand, you cannot start a supplement company on. Yeah. But fortunately, I had known a lot of uh, the raw material people from my prior jobs. Uh, I knew label creation people. I knew where to get the, the plastic jugs and everything. Yeah. It was back then, there was no internet. Like you had to know how to go do stuff. So we put it yeah. out. Yeah, that's a big that's a big thing because there, there was a thing called yellow pages. I had to go find my store list by going to the library. A little bit. It's being resourceful because nowadays all you have to do is tell Siri, hey Siri, you know, I need to find, you know, containers, whatever it is. But back then, I mean, getting into ingredients, getting into manufacturing, yeah. learning about things. It was hard. Well, you must have been really into it. And then what did you do? Did you have friends? Did you have people that you would count on? Like, how did you get into like science type of stuff? How it was that... a, it was a balance of, of, of all of it. But I, I guess the if people want to know what the kind of the secret sauce is, yeah. is that you got to know what you want to do and what what your passion is and, and be 100% committed and 120% authentic about it. Yeah. Um, like for example, uh, you get samples of some of the whey protein and you're like, I wouldn't eat this myself, so why would I put it into a jar and sell it to somebody? Yeah, yeah. Um, you think everybody was like that, trust me, they're not, sadly. Mm -hmm. But that, I already had access to some of that from my previous job, so, yeah. I, so I consider myself very lucky in that regard. Yeah. But to put it all together and to get it going, and your next question was about, you know, when did I kind of think yeah. things were going well? When I started out, and as I said, 30 grand is what I had. You can't start a supplement company with that. So I went and actually drew up a nine page business plan, went to my dad, and went to my mom. And I said, Can I get a loan? And they said, Oh, no, no, we'll invest. I said, No, 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 no. I don't want an investment. I want a loan. And they said, well, how come you don't want an investment? And I said, well, because if I'm, if I'm going to succeed, it's going to be all on me. And if I'm going to fail, it's all going to be on me anyways. So I'm going to owe you 30 grand one way or the other. So I won't take on an investor. And that's the way it's been. So when they gave me um, the loan, okay, now we had enough seed money. And as you can probably tell, I have a, not a bad gift of the gab. <laughs> yeah. I was able to negotiate really good supply with a lot of uh, the raw material because they've already met me. They already knew who I was. Yeah, so you had some skin in the game. I had so some skin in the game. 
I mean, I think it's important too, because I mean, there's a lot of younger people now who are probably watching or listening. And they just think, hey, I'm going to start a supplement company. I'm just going to jump out and do it. But they don't realize that you have to, I mean, I had experience in the magazine world. I was, I spent about seven, eight years before yeah. I started my own thing. You know what I mean? So when you, when you got into, um, the well, company. Well, nobody's going to sue you if your if your product kills somebody because your product can't kill somebody. Uh, well, if you get bad advice, but yes, definitely. But if you but if you're risky in your yeah. yeah if you're running a meat company, yeah. a peanut company, a water company, a supplement <laughs> company, it doesn't matter. You're selling some. You're selling food. Yeah. You better be safe. Very careful. So, what were some of the challenges that you had in the early days? What was something? I mean, was. What would, what, would, what sticks out? Was like the pro a thousand of them. A That's thousand. the problem. There was a challenge every freaking hour of every freaking day. Did you ever have a moment where you're gonna throw in the towel? Where you nah. thought like, "Fuck, this is way too much for me." No, not really. I mean, no. e e even um, even in, in when we had that real tough time, and you're aware of it. A few yeah. of the industry people are aware, and I won't get into all the details. Nobody cares. Yeah. But it was over a decade ago, and yeah. even then, I never thought about throwing in the towel. It was quite the opposite. It was. I know how to work. I know how to work. Yeah. I know how to work. Work, work at it. And most people, if they have that skill, man, you can overcome a ton of crap. You really can. Yeah. It's because I've had to do it a couple times now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've had to pivot. Well, absolutely. I think you know. Um, I think we've all kind of had our successes. You're going to have your failures. You know what I mean? It's how you deal with it. It's how you you deal with the problem. I mean. People, especially now with social media, they, they may think that it's all roses, it's all easy. They don't really see all the behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Especially when you're developing products. Like, you have a new product. One of your, your latest product is the Protein Brownie. Yes. How did this come about? Oh, just like that. Just like that. That it was just showed up. It just showed up. <laughs> How long did it take for you to develop this product? Uh, <laughs> authentically speaking, once we decided to move away from a bar and get yeah. over to the brownie realm. Uh, this took about nine months, and, but it wasn't us, obviously. We had a really good uh, friend of ours in the industry, and I can't name them, uh, but they already had a very, 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 very successful bar business going. Okay. And they make a few brands, and one of their brands is Household Name, yeah. again, can't name it. Um, but I came to them with the idea for the brownie, yeah. not the other way around. And we've been collaborating intimately. In fact, we may hear from them any minute now because we're <laughs> working on another product right now. Um, so we, I would say all totally, yeah, it was about nine months, but authentically we've been working on a food item for two years. Wow, two years. And how many different samples do you try? Like, how much do you go through when you're when you're launching? I mean, a product like this, so then, but all your products. What's kind of the typical? Well, the first round of brownies, I was two hundred pounds when we got them. I'm now two forty, so <laughs> you go through a lot of samples. A lot of samples. No, um, I, again, you got to work with quality. Yeah. And when you're working with quality, uh, co-packers, suppliers, ingredient people, like our own blending facility, that where we're at is there's over two hundred fifty thousand square feet here uh -huh. of blending. And offices and distribution. Wow! So I didn't was that big. Yeah, we're we're the real deal. Like you want your powders yeah. made well. That's the place. We're in fact we just had the FDA here uh, doing inspections and stuff like that, which you want. Yeah. That you want to prove that your quality is there. So same thing with our brownie manufacturer. Um, we picked the best in the business as far as we're concerned, and even we didn't cut corners. Like, I could have shaved a nickel here and a, and a dime there. 
It doesn't work out that way if you want your product to stand the test of time and you want the quality to be there. Well, I mean, you've seen a lot of supplement companies come and go, right? I mean, oh, yeah. we all, I mean, we've seen it. We've been in the industry for obviously like, it's a long time. Let, let, let me go grab one of your original uh, <laughs> issues. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's when I used to work at Muscle Mag, I, I, every year, you know, we would have, let's say, our top 20 customers and there was like at least half of them. They would probably not even be in business. Yep. They would come out with this big bang, and I mean, in the supplement world, they would throw some money down, start to splash, but then there's no real sustainability. It, what do you, so what's, I mean, what's the secret? What's the trick as far as what you've been doing? Is the quality part of it? I mean, what, what innovation? It's a little bit of all of that, but you always have to have your root metric and our, ours is always going to be the authentic sustainability. I remember talking about this um, with uh, friends of ours who used to work at uh, the biggest dollar brand in our industry. Yeah. Uh, the empire as we call them sometimes. Yeah. Hey, and I, and I love the, the brand. Like I, I used to buy some of their product. Um, and I never want to crap on a competitor like that. Their products were were good products. I wanted mine to be just a little bit better. And so I think them and us and a few other brands like Optimum is a really great brand out there too. We have that sustainability factor yeah. um, because we care about the consumer. So when you talk about some of the brands that are no longer around, yeah. I'm not saying they didn't care about the consumer, but they weren't grounded enough to understand that the consumer has to want your product consistently. Like I could sell uh, like our 15 pound bag gainer of mutant mass like here in Canada, I could have priced it way higher. I could have priced it at $120. Yeah. But that's not a sustainable retail price. Mm -hmm. So you have to strike that balance. Mm -hmm. So when I see brands that come out with big dollars and they're splashing it in magazines yeah. or a guy comes in and sorry, I, I love McLarens and Lamborghinis, let's be clear about this, but I drive a pickup. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to keep it sustainable. Unless you just want to make a million dollars and then get the hell out of Dodge. If that's your brand, yeah, that's your brand. Yeah. But consumers need to know what you stand for. And that's why I'm here, so the consumers know what yeah. I stand for. Absolutely. Yeah. Sustainable. So some of the challenges that you that you had in the past, you said 10 years ago it was, uh, was tough for you and all that. It wasn't tough for me. Other people decided to lose their freaking minds and make it <laughs> tough on me. So, okay, had to sue one of them in court for 900 grand. You know who you are. <laughs> um, I, I remember the time. I remember talking to you. And I remember, I mean, it's obviously going to be very stressful because you yep. build this business up and then shit happens and it's not going the way you want it to go. I think it's important for all the kids out there to hear that. Shit happens. Shit happens. It's how you sure. deal with it that counts. Absolutely. It's, it's how you... Because uh, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's not the cards you get. It's how you play it. Exactly. Right? I mean, I, that was one. Actually, kid, Casino dealer told me that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, let's see. Uh, I was going to talk about uh, some of the failures. What, what, can, what motivates you? What, what makes you, and just be honest here, not just think, what really truly makes you want to be, motivates you to do well? Uh, boy, uh, as simple as I could probably put it, I believe each one of us individually are our own brand, meaning... You got your reputation. Am I perfect? Fuck no. Are you perfect? I hope so. <laughs> uh, do that. But none of us are going to be perfect. Yeah. So we actually have a metric here um, that perfection is what you want to strive for, but what you really want to land on no less than is darn good enough. 
Good enough's not good enough. Darn good enough. And that's our metric. So that's what motivates me is so that the, I keep saying it the same way because it, it's authentic and I can't repeat it any other way. The consumers, the retailers, distributors, and then, and then our staff, our, our staff here, our team. Yeah. Um, I need everybody to know that they can depend on me. Uh, I also remind them that I'm not perfect. Like when I get uh, a consumer who's upset about a product, that's gonna happen. When I get a retailer who's mad about something, that's gonna happen. When a distributor gets mad at me, that's gonna happen. Yeah. I'm still, I hope, really good friends with almost everybody that I've ever met in this industry. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that I do love. Like I said, going back in the industry, you compete with a lot of different people, but you're you're always friendly. I mean, to, for the most part, right? I mean, well, uh, I, I don't see, I, you know what? I don't really view it as competition, though. I mean, really? Honestly, I mean, I have a competitive streak. I'm a, I'm a dirty Irishman. <laughs> I, I play hard. <laughs> yeah. But as, but as long as people in the sandbox of this industry are playing fair, yeah. no problem. Competition's great. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, hey, there's my old buddy Bert. He's over at All Max now, right? Yeah. Still a good friend. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of people like that in this industry. Are there a couple that aren't? Of course there are. Every industry's got that. You ever get into any like real uh, confrontations with anyone? Anything ever? Oh, you're really here? looking for the dirt I'm trying now. to dig here, Jim. I, I got to get let, something. Come let, on. Let, let, let's just say. Is there a fist fight at the Arnold? Anything happen? Nothing that anybody yeah. can report about. <laughs> I think. I think the. Uh, the only public thing I probably ever did. Yeah. Right? Somebody's pretty, probably calling me out on something. Yeah. That I totally forgot about. When you get off, when we get off the podcast, yeah. you're pulling off some. No, out. no, I, I, I kind of refused to handshake, but this person really deserved not to. Yeah, shake we don't away. have to name names, or I don't want to oh, name no. names. But you've had some, you've had some beefs I've had, and issues. I've had some beefs and issues, and I don't think I created any of them. No, but I, that's one thing I admire because we we haven't always seen eye to eye. But I think if you could talk to someone, and express yourself, yeah. you know, you're not necessarily going to see eye to eye maybe that day, but if you. If you at least get off your chest, you know there will be a time where things yeah. can at least. And in 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 here, like amongst myself and, yeah. and my coworkers, and then in, in the retailers, uh, especially the ones in Canada that know me the longest, and some of the distributors uh, uh, yeah, around the world, especially you know ones that know me a long time as well. Yeah, they know I can fly off the handle. I'm a passionate person. I love what I do most yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Sometimes that passion comes and it's gonna boil over and it's gonna be unchallenged and unbridled and this very boardroom table has been smashed a few times. You go to the far end of that boardroom table and you'll see a... I, and this is one of the market. biggest boardroom tables I think I've ever seen and it's pretty solid. I think you, you really got this, this. This is BC made, man. This is some BC wood right here. It's probably weighs like one two piece. tons or something. It actually took nine mutants and I'm not kidding. There's <laughs> nine of us here one night to bring it in. To bring it in? Oh, there's, a, there's, there's actually door handles underneath here. So we can hold it. And this is all because you can smash the table. Also, I can smash on a table. So you've worked with a lot of different athletes. But my point also, yeah. we come back from the smash. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you're going to engage in vigorous debate sometimes because you all you're trying to do is get at the root. You want a really good Siri. Stop listening to me right now. <laughs> um, you just want to get to the root cause and get to the truth. Yeah. So you can get a good decision made and move on. There's a million things I gotta get moved on with. Uh, how big is the company? How many people do you have working here now? Like, what there's two of us in 250,000 square feet. Two people, a lot of, a lot of room. Two of us. Yeah, a lot we, of room. We, we work hard. A lot of room for activity. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no, there's about 140 of us. Oh wow. Yeah. 140. It's incredible. It's well, again, we're we're one of the rarities. <laughs> Bragging time now. 
Yeah. We're truly blessed that we were able to get into manufacturing when we did. Yeah. And we're blessed to have gotten into international distribution when we did. Yes. And I was very blessed and fortunate to start the company at that juncture in time when I did. So we've had a lot of good fortune, but I also believe that hard work and great expectations and exuding not crazy positiveness, because if you're if you're too positive, you're just that far away from being delusional too. <laughs> so okay. positive's gotta be in the right check. And so we've been able to assemble all this um, and being our own manufacturer and our own distributor and me being a consumer with an injured shoulder and then a store owner, store manager as well, yeah. and then having worked in the industry. So we've been able to come at it from both spots and do it for 20 years yeah. and be a brand of note. We've, we've moved over a billion dollars. Wow. Not a lot of brands get to say that in this brand, industry. Yeah, something they're proud of for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, you, you know virtually every brand on the planet, more or less. Yeah. How many brands in their lifetime have moved a billion dollars? Yeah, I don't like Exactly. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, so we feel blessed and very fortunate that we're able to keep doing this. We've had to pivot a lot, like I said before. But manufacturing, and we're the direct distributor, especially here in Canada, it doesn't get much better than that for, yeah. the, for the consumer. So we've been able to build this win-win-win very authentically. We, we don't have to go outside to get our protein powder built. We get to choose here what's going in. We get to choose. Yeah, there's not too many brands that I mean that that actually does their own manufacturing. Most companies have it outsourced and all that. So I guess you obviously take it very seriously when it comes to quality and, and the control, right? Go, going back, going back to my friends who are butchers, I want to know the cut of meat that I just bought because it's going in this body. Yeah, yeah, I think that's key. Yeah. So you've dealt with different athletes over the years. Uh, one of them was uh, Rich Piana. When yeah. you started off, and how was it working with him back uh, that time? And how did it actually start? Like, how did that all come about? Uh, well, Rich had already been in the magazines. Like, yeah. Rich back in. And we're seeing him and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, who is this we, we guy? We actually saw him in the Muscle Mag magazine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ryan Keller, our director of marketing, he, he's the one who put it all together. Um, yeah. yeah, Rich was, uh, hey, Rich was Rich. Yeah. And, he, and, and there's so much out there about Rich, so I don't need to. To repeat any of it and I, and I knew him for a short time yeah. and we spoke very intermittently but it was neat just to hang out with him and, and a couple of the other guys as well but we meet just down the road here for example after we do some filming and shooting and I'd meet up with the guys and it'd be like 1130 at night and we'd be sitting at Earl's having having some pizza and some mm -hmm. steak or whatever else we could get our hands on at 1130 yeah, yeah. and um, it was just neat to sit because there's a lot of us just sharing some old school stuff. Yeah. Like where kind of we all came from and you know, and to see how uh, to see how somebody like Rich and the other guys, everybody took a, a, a tangent. Yeah. And it was just neat. And uh, but working with Rich, man, he, he he could attract a crowd. Like it, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, he would pose for everybody and he was always smiling and when I saw him, yeah. I remember after him and I stopped working together, um, pretty sure it was at FIBO and he had his clothing everywhere and he's posing for pictures and everything and went yeah. up to him and said, hey Rich man, how you doing? And then I ran into him again at the at, at one of the casinos in uh, in Vegas at the Olympia yeah. and him and his whole, the whole entourage, the five, yeah. all the five percenters walking down. There, and there were some freaks, those guys, and they were really different hey, looking, right? I mean, it's... They're all in? That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, that, and, that, and that's kind of what Mutant stood for. Not just big, 
Yeah. And not just, you know, freaky. Yeah. It's it's that and and other things too. Yeah. Mutant's all about being very inclusive. So uh, if you're rich, you know, if you're that body, hey, love you. If uh, you remember, we had Charity Wit as well. Yeah, love you. Um, and then, of course, everybody else on board too. How many brands do you have? Because we talk about mutant, but you have. This is where you're supposed to turn off the microphone. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, we okay. Yeah, I gotta come clean on one of the brands because I don't think everybody knows it's us. Yeah. It's, okay. So oh, we. Wow, have, is it like an exclusive? Yeah, no, no. I think some people already know it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but we have mutant. Yeah. Uh, and then we have PVL yeah. Pure Vital Labs. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who remember, there's another brand called Way Gourmet, yes. sp spelt W-H-E-Y, yep. still going. Yep. And that, that Way Gourmet used to run the company. Way Gourmet was bigger than Mutant. I remember the ads, and I remember Way Gourmet being one of those ads that actually pushed the whole like taste and the whole like feel of flavor and all that, right? Like the whole yeah. deliciousness, I guess you would say. We actually, it's going back. Way Gourmet was quite yeah. Um, sadly, last week. Uh, or the week four, sorry, uh, Scott Milne, yeah, uh, which yeah. is no longer with us. You mentioned when we talk about Way Gourmet, I go back to Scott Milne okay. and and Stephanie Warshold, because Steph yeah. was in the ads. Yeah. And we we had some pool shots. There's Scott was in there, Steph was in there, Elaine um, uh, Goodlad was oh, in one yeah. of the ads, and uh, and of course the great Sharon Bernot. Yes, we had fun in the Way Gourmet days. Like it was yeah. it was. Some pretty crazy times. I think you, it looks like you have fun a lot of times. I mean, I've, I've hung out with you and the crew. I, I, I think uh, we, we do tend to have a little fun. I, and I think that's an important thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm an intense guy. Yeah, you seem like an easygoing guy, but obviously you're a fun guy. But I could see that side of being driven and making yeah. things happen. And I also have to give you a lot of credit because in the industry, it's not one person. You said it's a team of people. Oh, you have a lot of people here. Yeah. But you certainly and a lot of a lot of people before the current crew yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've had so many different people that have come through the magazine and, and worked with me at a time and put me on different you know on a map at a certain time and place. Yeah. Now I think in the industry, uh, you've got a pretty powerful team. You've got some, oh, some yeah. great marketing. I mean, you've got obviously some innovation. I'm looking at this massive bag here. Was it's got two flavors in this thing? What's what is Sha this? Shameless plug time. Thanks, yeah, Terry. Just, we'll talk a, a little bit about the products. We have to really. There we go. So how did, what what is that? Deal? Deal. What is the deal with this bag? Uh, well, this is a dual chamber bag. I mean, you know, it's two chambers. Two flavors, yeah, one so bag. you're able to have there's a seam that runs down the middle on the inside. So you've got one flavor on one side and another flavor on the other side. That's really cool. In the whey protein category, it's been pretty boring as far yeah. as innovation goes. And again, from reputation and and just the sheer length of time we've been doing things. Uh, this particular uh, bag was presented to us, yeah. um, I think almost before any other brand was presented to, yeah. uh, including the big two billion, billion brands. Yeah. Um, we jumped on it. So this took about a year and a half okay. to, to get it to this point. And in fact, it was just up for uh, a quite a serious, nice packaging award. Uh, sadly, we lost out to this little brand called Coors. <laughs> Coors Vegan. Yeah, yeah, they came out with a nice new package in the States. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. I mean, obviously, I, I look at so many different brands. I look for innovation. You're not always going to get it in necessarily the product side of it, but it could be yeah. the packaging and all that. And, um, but there, there's, it's been interesting launching this within the Mutant brand. Mm -hmm. Mutant already has so much distribution going on with Mutant Way, Mutant Mass, and ISO Search, and all those products. But when you innovate with new packaging, um, 
it's it's an interesting response we're seeing. So some people are really cool with this. They go, oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. And off it goes the shelf and people enjoy it. There's different ways to enjoy this. Like, I, okay, consumer talking here again. Yeah. When, when I was going through Mutant Mass back in the day a lot, um, 15 pounds, you know, it's a lot of Mutant Mass to go through. Yeah. So sometimes you're three quarters done in the bag and you're like, oh, I can't wait to get to the next flavor when I go back and buy some more. Yeah, so, yeah. so having two different flavors in one bag, actually, I am finding, especially with the way, has actually been like a godsend for me. And a lot of consumers like that. Because like, all right, screw this. I don't want to have the same flavor today. I'm going to have the other flavor. Yeah. No, I, I think it's really cool. I mean, it's a great concept. And it's something, like you said, you jumped on it uh, early. Jumped on it right we'll away. See, yeah, we'll see what happens. So you have some other flavors of the brownie coming out? Or is this... Do I see that correctly, or am I just seeing the same? Sorry, thing? who are you again? Who do you, who <laughs> do you think you are? Investigative reporter, right here. What do we? What do we have? Jim? We we don't have the phone call yet. <laughs> <laughs> we we actually did receive a package today. Uh, after we turn this off, we're actually yeah. doing a taste test. All right. Yes. Cool. Um, so, so we can't we can't tell you. We can't we, say. We can't yet. say. Yet. Will. But people stay tuned to Inside Fitness. Hopefully, we can uh, release some more stuff as it as it goes out. We we plan on it. Absolutely. As you can tell, we're having fun with the brownie. It's it's been a really cool. Event. Yeah, I've been watching you guys on social media. I've seen you. You've obviously stepped it up quite a bit. Uh, yeah. And why is that? Why why have you decided now? And, and can I ask you how, how old you are? I am uh, 22. 22. Uh, just turned 22. Times a couple of times. Yeah, is, is it is it your? Let's say I gotta go with 50. Yes. 50. In your 50s. Because if I'm in university in 1984, if you've been paying attention. Is social media, uh, is it weird for you? Is it cool? What, what's your take on it? Honestly, uh, I guess now that I can say this, because I, I think I've earned the right, I've been pretty good at being a, a speaker and a yeah. showman, if you will, I, behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. And I think now through social media, whether it's Instagram, I'll include LinkedIn and, and TikTok and, and things yeah. like that. Um, I'm curious to see what I can pull off. I'll be blunt with people. Yeah, We've been great at manufacturing. We've been great at distribution. We've been great at flavoring. We've been great at innovations. We, yeah. We're really good at what a lot of other people can't do. All right, now, what's, what's the next wave? Well, how do we add to what we're doing? Okay, social media is going to be part of it. There's no question. You asked me before we sat down. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. Which number podcast is this that I've ever done? Yeah, yeah. And you're the first one I've ever done a podcast with. Yeah, this is awesome. So when my podcast comes up, oh, you'll wow. be one of the first. Oh, perfect. I can't wait. You, you can There's a little tidbit. Because you know what? I'm sitting on some juicy gems, folks. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know uh, you definitely have some stories. It's sure. okay, friends. Don't worry. Your stories are safe with me. Don't worry. <laughs> the, the, those, yeah, we know which friends we're talking about, Some too. people get worried. They're like, oh, yeah, let's jump up to you. And that guy I had to sue? Don't worry. I'm not mentioning your name. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When, when I started doing, like I said, the podcast, I didn't really want to do it. Uh, I was just like, yeah, I, I like to talk. Yeah. But I'm like, maybe I'll say something stupid or whatever it is. And, and I said, fuck it. You know, I was going to jump into it. And, and I really... The one thing that I, I've really been enjoying is learning from people that I know. You know, it's like I've known you for a while, I didn't know certain things, you know, and I've been interviewing some people and, and it's really cool. You know what I mean? I think this is going to be the start of something. I mean, for me personally, I enjoy it. 
Uh, and I also think it's different. I mean, the magazine, it is, it's, it is what it is. We have two-dimensional here. But to actually uh, talk to the people behind the brands, learn more about it, so people actually know what they're buying. I mean, that, that, I think that's a very key thing. So, and there we go. You mean, you mean this magazine? There you go. Perfect. Look at that. that. ISO gold. So we were talking about the brands. You have, uh, I lost track because we said. I tend to do that to people too. It happens. PVL, <laughs> uh, Way Gourmet, Mutant. North Coast North Naturals is another brand. Yeah. We're, we're, North Coast Naturals has been out there for a while. Um, however, I purposely had to wait a couple of years uh, before I could hire a brand manager okay. for that particular brand. Um, so we waited for one of the best people in the in industry to become available and we hired him and he moved from Ontario and he moved to BC and he's running the brand for us. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So it's doing already very well. It's launching in, the, in America as well. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we just talked with a, our, one of our distributors in Mexico. They're looking at it. Oh, yeah. We were talking with the guys in Australia and New Zealand as well. So <coughs> they're looking at it as well, finally. How many countries are you in? I lost count, and it's not because it uh, keeps on growing. We, we did really well when we launched Mutant Mass yeah. a few years back. Yeah. So we're in about 100. Wow. Yeah. 100 countries. Wow. That's yes. Nice. I mean, I've been to... Uh, don't, I don't want to mislead everybody. Like, we don't ship directly to all 100. Some of our distributors, obviously, in certain regions, they handle multiple countries. That's well, I don't want to lie to people. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a lot of countries. I mean, yeah. I, I've had the privilege to go overseas and go to, like, FIBO and all that, and I remember seeing Mutant. I remember going to the booth, and I think it was Campbell was there, and I couldn't believe the lineup of people. And I, I, if I remember correctly, at this show in FIBO, and this has got to go back a little while, you guys sold absolutely everything, including like the weight set at the booth. Yes. Like, I remember that. I'm like, wow, like, this is insane. It was, it was uh, yeah, the, the FIBO booth for the Mutant Nation, the Mutant Family, and uh, that FIBO booth can just get out of control sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> is, there's some serious bangs. I've been cool. doing this a long time. Yeah. And even I hadn't really quite seen anything like that. And we had some local guys uh, working with us. Um, we've had the same same number of guys. Yeah. Some of the same guys been working with us at the FIBO booth for a, yeah. for a long time now. Yeah, I like to say you, have, you have a great team. You've hired a lot of people. You obviously yeah. have put together that uh, all-star. The reason why we came out with that mutant supersized bench towel is because we were all sweating so much at the FIBO booth, just breaking down boxes and moving stuff like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I mean, you guys are workers. That's one thing. We I even had the big V there one year. Don't forget Val. Oh, we yes. Val, you were selling lots, bro. You know what? And... Uh, some of the biggest promotion you ever got was because of the way, <laughs> and I joke around with Valeria, but yeah, yeah, the mutant shirt got, got seen by quite a few people at one point. I don't want to, no. Was it in a building that has a seventh floor? That, that no, no, no. Okay, we no, won't go there, sorry. Definitely Private story. There, yeah. yeah. Um, but tune, tune into the Mutant CEO podcast. You might hear about some of these Well, stories. I'm definitely going to tune into your podcast. We're not saying when it's coming, though. That's going to be the, the mystery. Yes. So what's next for you? What's next? What's, what do you got in the pipeline? Oh, well, can't tell all of our friends that, but um, we always have something in the pipeline. Like immediately, we have um, our new EAA product is coming out. Mm -hmm. I have to just tell everybody, it's not a Me Too EAA product. Okay. And we gave it a cute name. We're, we're proud of the name. Uh, we came up with it out of sheer uh, consultation with ourselves. No alcohol was involved when we came up with the name. <laughs> but uh, we, we spelt our EAA as G-E-A-A-R. Gear. Gear. So get ready to gear up everybody. And it is super dosed. I kid you not. So when we 
try to build products. We try to do something that very few others will do. So our product has got more leucine loaded in it than any other EAA that we've seen yet. So we put in not just like one gram or two grams of leucine, there's actually four grams in ours. Wow. Uh, and then of course we, we stack all of our immuno products uh, with the patented absorption enhancer, BioParin. Uh -huh. um, and we've got uh, the studies, uh, one of them was done at Baylor University, and it shows that your blood level of aminos go up 25, 32% yeah. on one of the other studies, but 25% higher when you take it with the BioParin. So as a formulator and as a consumer, why wouldn't I take an amino product Absolutely. that has the bioparin in it? So that's how we formulate too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. No, I like it. I mean, it's really great. Obviously, you guys have uh, been innovating and doing a lot of cool things. We're gonna wrap up the podcast. No, I, no, I, Jim. I know no, I, I, I could go. I can only have I only have so much film here, <laughs> digitally. Wow. But um, digital film. Digital. Is there such a thing? <laughs> digital. Yeah, I guess so. We call it film. You want to go get me the left-handed axe? <laughs> Is there anything else that uh, we want to wrap up? Anything you wanted to say to people where they can find you on social media? What we got no, here? no, we don't want to talk about anything else. No, no, no. not that. We got what do we got here? Nothing else at all. This is awesome. Okay, this is from this is from the home brand. This is PVL. PVL. So Pure Vital Labs doesn't stand for anything else. And, yeah. and if Bert Niebergall tells you it stands for something else, don't believe it's it. A it's, it's a lie. It's a lie, Bert. So. This this product has just came out. Obviously. Well, this is the, the new and improved. New improved, yeah. Yeah, we've had ISO Gold out in the market for over a decade, and again, we wanted to do something innovative in, in whey protein. So with our isolate, we decided uh, we all want to be a little healthier too. While we're already taking our whey protein, and probiotics will definitely help with gut health and everything. And we stumbled upon this particular one. It's it's shelf stable, and it's not the only one that's shelf stable, but this is the only one that's got two year, not one year two-year shelf stable stability test done on it wow. and it's also got more uh, studies done on it and they are being published as we speak uh, coming out about sports performance as well so it's not just a gut friendly probiotic for gut health yeah. it's also for performance recovery and then Very you cool. add in the shelf stability and we're not charging any extra for it and it's also in here at the full tested dose Wow. In one scoop, not two scoops, one, one scoop. scoop. Excellent. I mean, there, there's so many things that we can get into from here, obviously. And maybe we'll, we'll do another podcast and get more into the product side of it. But uh, I really Only if you it. make me. <laughs> I will make you. I know you will. Jim, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thanks, bro. All right. We've known each other a long time. A long time. Yeah, thanks. Love doing this. Thanks, guys.